Welcome to the Holistic Grace Podcast, a place for the Christian woman to find energy and wellness for her everyday life. And now, here's your host, Giselle Balbino. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Episode 5 of the Holistic Grace Podcast. I am so glad to finally be back here after taking a little time off of all things digital. If you follow me on Instagram, you're probably aware that I just did a digital detox um, for a little bit over a month, and I'm finally back in the game. In today's episode, I really want to get practical with you and talk about some things that we can start implementing in our lives right away so that we can start seeing increased energy in our daily lives. So if you or someone you know struggles with getting out of bed in the morning or feels constantly tired and yawning throughout the day, even after getting a full night of sleep, I was just like that this past Sunday. Um, We took a trip overseas for two weeks and since I got back, I totally feel my energy level completely crashed. Of course, traveling to France and Italy, I could not resist but eating all the pastries and all the bread and all the carbs. So my energy was definitely impacted by all those food choices. So I am definitely (laughs) um, needing to um, preach this episode to myself, um, which is great, comes very timely. So If you have energy crash every afternoon or you feel totally wiped out at the end of each day, you can definitely benefit from today's episode. And if you know someone like this, be a good friend and share this episode with them as well. So a lack of energy seems to be prevalent in our society. If you just look at the amount of people addicted to coffee and energy drinks in this country, you'll begin to see just how needy we have become of energy as a society. An article on BBC News um, that was written by John Kelly on May 2013 that I came across talked about an investigation that U.S. officials were making to find out the safety of caffeine in snacks and energy drinks. And they were concerned about the cumulative impact of the stimulant, which was being added more and more to different products. So in this article, he also mentions that caffeine is, according to the new scientist, the planet's most popular psychoactive drug. And that in the United States alone, more than 90% of adults are estimated to use it every day. He also adds that according to the U.S. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, the number of people seeking emergency treatment after ingesting energy drinks had doubled to more than 20,000 in 2011. So clearly, people seem to have an energy deficit in this country and are taking all kinds of substances in an attempt to fix that problem. So what are we to do if we find ourselves with an energy deficit problem? Should we jump into the caffeine and energy drink wagon or is there a better solution? So today I want to show you how relying on caffeine or the psychoactive drug alone to increase your energy level is simply not sustainable, nor will it work in your favor long term. Caffeine can provide a great boost of energy in the short run. 
It provides alertness. It helps you focus better. And of course, coffee beans comes with amazing antioxidant benefits if sourced properly. Because remember, coffee is one of the most highly sprayed crop in the world. So this is one food you definitely want to make sure you are consuming organic if you if you do want to avoid some of the negative impacts of agrotoxins. But even though caffeine is an effective energy booster, its lasting effect in our body is really short-lived. So in the process of boosting our energy, it actually causes all kinds of havoc in our hormones and bodies. So I understand coffee consumption is a very touchy subject, and some of you are probably already feeling a little uncomfortable with me bringing some of these points up. Um, people can be very emotionally attached to their coffee. And I know that I was and I still am at, to some degree. I still love to drink my coffee. But my point here um, is not that coffee should be completely removed from your life main point that I want to make here is that relying on caffeine as your main source of energy is not wise and will often work against you and your body. So I want to share with you some important points to take into consideration when you're trying to decide if you want to add or keep caffeine as part of your daily ritual or if moving towards decaffeinated drinks or lowered caffeinated drinks is a better option for your unique body. So the three main points that I want to share with you are, number one, caffeine increases insulin production. Number two, caffeine increases cortisol in the body. And number three, caffeine increases adrenaline in the body. So all three of these points are important to consider if you are suffering from blood sugar issues as well as adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, or if you suffer from anxiety and panic attacks. These are very important things to consider. Because caffeine increases insulin production, you get an energy boost right away when you drink it. But that energy is short-lived and is usually followed by a crash If you happen to pair your coffee with a pastry or any processed grain and sugar, then your sugar will spike even higher a lot quicker and you will have an even deeper crash in energy some hours later. So this is what it's known as the blood sugar roller coaster. You simply keep spiking, crashing, and then craving more coffee and more carbs and sugar. And this keeps you trapped on this vicious never-ending cycle. And then the second issue we face with caffeine is that it increases cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone produced in the adrenal gland. And this increases adrenaline in the body, which is another stress hormone secreted by the adrenal gland. So in a way, caffeine turns on the stress response in your body. And you couple that with normal daily stressors, and you're basically pushing your adrenal glands to overdrive. And if you think just how many times that we can consume caffeine in a day, be it through multiple coffee drinks throughout the day, teas, kombucha tea, sodas, chocolate, it can totally add up. And if your adrenals are constantly turned on, that means your fight or flight response will also be constantly turned on. 
That means a more irritable, snappy, harder to live with you. But also, it will mean you will be more prone to having heart palpitations, inner trembling, brain fog, be more easily startled, and experience anxiety sensations that can lead us to respond with a panic attack. Because we can't make sense of that sensation that we're experiencing in our body triggers and causes us to be in that panicky state that we have. If you ever suffered with panic attack, you'll know what I mean. Um, But once you understand where those sensations are coming from, which is basically a malfunctioning adrenal um, gland, you can have those anxiety symptoms, you know, the heart palpitation, the cold hands, and which is basically you're in that fight or flight mode without feeling that panic Um, And all that negative emotion attached to it, which is pretty awesome. So I used to have these symptoms all the time. And inevitably, I would feel panicky. And not long ago, I went to Whole Foods to do some work. And I smelled the delicious smell of coffee from the coffee bar. So I decided to go and get a coconut latte, which is basically a a treat that I occasionally enjoy. But since I know the limitations of my own body, and since I have been working hard for the past two and a half years to heal my adrenals, I always go for the decaf. And it still has some caffeine, but it's less enough that it doesn't arouse my body to that fight or flight response. So I got my latte and went to do some work on my computer, and I noticed right away how strong the taste felt. But I didn't think much of it, so I kept on working. And some 15 to 30 minutes later or so, I began to notice my heart racing. So I stopped right away. I looked at my coffee and I thought, oh no, they probably gave me caffeinated coffee. So I continued my work. So I noticed the sensations increase. I felt inner tremble. I felt brain fog. All the symptoms that in the past I would have right away started having a panic attack. But because I knew it was just my body's reaction to caffeine, I was able to keep doing what I needed to do and started to drink lots of water. So I won't say it was fun. I stayed up until 2 in the morning that night unable to sleep. But at least I knew it was a reaction that it would soon pass once once it was out of my system. So I didn't have that panic component to the to the experience as I would have in the past. And it's definitely a greater reinforcement for me to stay away from too much caffeine because I know the impact that it has in my own body. So my adrenals happened to basically burn out. So I became very sensitive to these symptoms. Um, but if your adrenals work well, and you don't have sensitivity to caffeine, or not just caffeine, because in my case, it's basically most stimulants I'm very sensitive to. If your adrenals are working well, and you don't have sensitivity, praise God, you can definitely enjoy your caffeine a lot more than I can. But I would warn you, to do it with moderation because as we've discussed, it will always put your body on a state of stress when you drink it. So if you overdo it, it can lead your adrenals to burn out as well, especially if your daily life is already full of stressors. See, like in the past, I used to drink very, very strong coffee right before going to bed. 
and that had zero effect on my sleep. And as you can see today, I would drink in the afternoon a regular caffeinated drink and I wouldn't I can't sleep until two o'clock in the morning. So obviously my adrenals are not functioning properly at this point, but they used to function properly in the past, but because of abusing it, um, either with external stressors and also a lot of unhealthy drinks and foods that just stimulated too much of my adrenals, I ended up burning out my adrenals. So if caffeine is not the best choice to boost energy because it's short-lived and eventually burns out our adrenals, what is the best way to increase energy that is sustainable and long-lasting? So the first thing that I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about lasting energy is cell nourishment. You want to feed your cells in your body. If our cells are not getting nourished, your body will begin to break down and you will run on fumes. And the very best way to get nourishment to your cells fast and effectively is through juicing in the morning. Vegetables, leaves, and small amount of fruits can make for the perfect morning pick-me-up. It will give you an immediate energy boost and it will taste delicious. Especially if you happen to like fruits and veggies and all of that. Another effective way to to boost your energy in the morning is to drink smoothies um, with greens and herbs. Um, I usually like to add collagen peptides in mine, um, and I vary from using actual green, actual green leaves like mint, thyme, basil, cilantro, parsley, dandelion greens, arugula, lettuce, kale, to sometimes adding a vitamin mineral green powder that I love from Health Force. Um, it is basically a powerhouse of nutrition, this um, vitamin oral grain. I love using that one um, as well, but I usually rotate my smoothies in the morning. And I normally just take the juice or the smoothie, and that keeps me going all morning. My body's already used to less food in the morning, and my body seems to absolutely love to start my day with nothing more than these things. So sometimes I do like to make smoothie bowls where I add my protein in the form of nuts on top. Um, but if you have a speedy metabolism that wakes up really hungry, you can pair your smoothie or your drink with some eggs or omelets with veggies or any other highly nutrient-dense protein. And the common advice in nutrition nowadays is to always begin your day with less carbs and more protein, especially if you want to control your blood sugar. But my advice to you is study your own body. I notice myself that my blood sugar does not rise when I drink smoothies or, or even when I juice carrots, beets, a little apple or orange all together. It stays pretty low actually. Now if I eat tapioca flour or gluten-free pancakes or anything with a flour in it, it rises up. So I keep those to like once a week or once in a while. Um, I don't do it daily. And yes, I do have a glucometer <laughs> that is a little machine where you can check your blood sugar um, 
in the morning fasting or after your meals to see if your blood sugar is rising or not. Um, I had gestational diabetes during my pregnancies, and after my third baby, my blood sugar actually raised quite a bit to pre-diabetic levels. Um, even while controlling my diet. So I have finally found supplements and the right foods that keeps my levels consistently below 100, um, and most days even below 95 for my fasting readings. But I normally try to keep in check and using the, the glucometer, even if my numbers are pretty steady, just to make sure that don't become diabetic. I, it runs in my family very heavily, so it's something that um, it's very important to me to maintain as best as I can. So we've talked about adding energy-giving foods, which are basically the cell-nourishing, nutrient-dense, nutrient-rich foods that should be top priority to keep in mind when you're trying to increase um, energy in your life. And I'm talking here about energy that will be sustained all throughout your day. So you won't be feeling like you are in a roller coaster, like with highs and lows all day. That can be so exhausting. And I know because I've been there and I've, I'm recently back there. So I know how exhausting it is. Just today I was exhausted um, at the end of the day. Um, which I actually ended up making a juice for me for dinner because um, I just needed that pick-me-up. And I know my my body's just craving for nutrition right now because with travels and all of that, I was just not eating nutrient-dense foods. Um, so I'm definitely in deficit right now. Now, the second component to increasing lasting energy is adding sunshine exposure and hydration in your life. We are dehydrated people. Just like plants, our bodies need water and sunshine daily in order to thrive. If this is not possible for you, but really think hard because most people, no matter where they work, they can take 10 to 15 minute breaks. So go find the sunny spot in your workplace and be like a cat and go lay, sit, stand, whatever you have to do, just near the sunshine for a little bit. Just close your eyes, take some deep breaths and just feel the sun on your skin. This can be such a transformational habit in your life, especially if you add this and eight cups of water daily in your life. Now, the third component is to remove the foods that are energy robbers. And friends, this can be even good healthy foods. Here is why, again, knowing your unique body is simply the most important thing that you can do for your health. No expert out there, no cookie cutter diet plan, no fad diet will do for you what studying and knowing your own body will. Do an elimination diet and find out what foods are robbing you of energy. On my website, I now offer a 14-day reset cleanse ebook for free, which is a very gentle elimination diet program that can be such a helpful tool for you to identify the foods that you may be sensitive to. And if you do find that you have sensitivities, don't worry. It's not a life sentence. You will be able to add these foods back. You just have to remove them long enough until your body heals from them, along with following a good gut healing protocol. And eventually you can bring them back without major effects. You will always want to keep them on a rotation basis and not want to overdo or eat them every single day. In general, it's always 
a good idea to keep foods on a rotation basis so that you don't run the risk of developing food sensitivities. And we do tend to be most sensitive to the things that we eat pretty regularly. So in conclusion, what is the best way to increase your energy now? Number one is stop relying on caffeine as your main source of energy. It's not effective. It's not going to to deliver what you want. And it's basically going to work against you long term. Number two, give your adrenals a break. So here I should add adding relaxation into your day, um, adding adrenal support um, through adaptogenic herbs which is an option, although I would use some caution here. I was able to heal my adrenals without using them um, because I actually happen to be sensitive to them. Um, But I know that some have used them to heal and are now totally dependent on the herbs. So if they don't have the supplements, their energy actually crashes completely. So my goal is always to get my body to work independently and to function as it was created to function without needing extra support whenever possible. Sometimes it's not possible and we need to supplement um, and that's fine. Uh, we always go for the, the, the most natural possible way that we can. But Sometimes we can help our, our organs to just work properly if we just feed it properly, if we give all the nutrition that it needs and, um, and we give the break that it needs so that it can recuperate and start working again. So number three, add nutrient-dense foods into your body. So especially in the morning, you want to start your day with the most nutrient-filled foods that you can get your hands into. Think lots of micronutrients, and these are usually going to be leafy greens, deep colorful fruits and veggies, and so forth. And number four, do an elimination diet. Find out what are your energy robbers. This is some of the work that I do in my program with my clients. I help them discover what their energy robbers are and what foods provide their unique bodies with the most energy. And it's a little bit of detective work that needs to be done. And obviously there are the the you know, universal energy robbers, which are going to be processed foods, which are going to be high sugary foods, um, flowers, all of these are going to be energy robbers. And that's universal for everyone. So in number five, go to the holisticgrace.com website and download the free copy of the 14 day reset cleanse ebook. Um, That way you will have um, a very gentle elimination diet protocol and it will guide you step by step on how to go through it. It has recipes there and it will really help you get started with boosting your energy um, right away. So I hope this was helpful to you and thank you for sticking with me until the end of this podcast. I know your time is very valuable and I feel honored that you sliced a little piece of your time to spend here with me in this space. So my prayer is that as you begin to study your own body and implement the knowledge and tools that I share here, that you will experience an increased energy and wellness in your life and that out of this abundance of energy, you will be able to do great things for the kingdom. 
hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time.